you're listening to the Transport for the North podcast. Hello and welcome to the Transport for the North podcast. I am your host, Gemma, and today we're having a little bit of a break from our member episodes that we've been bringing you recently. Of course, we are now in that pre-election period, so uh, all those uh, rules apply about what people can go around talking about. So uh, we're going to have some chats uh, with some of our TFN colleagues in today's episodes, Um, and we've got a few other bits and pieces as well to bring you in podcasts over the next couple of weeks as well just while we're taking a break and speaking to our members so today is all about the northern evidence academic forum what is that i hear you ask well i've got two people with me today who are going to tell us all about it um my lovely colleagues tom jarvis who is senior evidence and analysis officer and thomas newton economics and analysis officer hello to you both hello hello Thank you so much uh, for joining me today. So this is uh, going to be a really interesting chat about the Northern Evidence Academic Forum um, and a little bit about your work um, and what TFN is doing in this arena. So um, I'm going to kick off now. It's going to get a little bit confusing, I'm sure, because I've got a Tom J and I've got a Thomas N. So I'm going to try and keep you both um in check as it were we'll see how we get on um but i want to start let's just get to know you both a little bit because neither of you neither of you have been on the podcast before um and probably many of our listeners won't have uh, been to the northern evidence academic forum event and they won't have um kind of heard of you or your work or this area of activity within tfn so let me come to you first tom jarvis just tell us a little bit about um your area of work with tfn i'm a senior evidence analysis officer within the uh, economics and research team um I have two main areas of of focus within my work. The first is developing a monitoring and evaluation framework and strategy for TFN. And what that means in practical terms is coming up with measures to look at how we're progressing towards the objectives in the strategic transport plan. And alongside that, my other area of work is developing our evidence base on links between transport and social inclusion and links between transport, health and well-being. Fantastic. Thank you. And uh, Thomas Newton, uh, tell us a little bit about your work. Yep. So I, I support Tom Jarvis a lot with uh, developing the evidence base, uh, work quite closely uh, on a lot of research. Um, and I also lead on TFN's behalf, uh, the Northern Evidence Hub, uh, which I think we're going to come on to later. Fantastic. Brilliant. So uh, a little bit of an intro there for our listeners on uh, Tom and Thomas. Um, OK, well, why don't we start then before we get into the Northern Northern Evidence Academic Forum? Um, so in, the, in, a, in a recent episode, I was talking a lot about acronyms. So um, if I if I slip into saying NEF, Northern Evidence Academic Forum, um, it's not it doesn't roll off the tongue as, as, as well as some of the other um, acronyms that we've got. But there we go. Um, Tom uh, Thomas Newton, then why don't you just kick us off by just giving us a quick intro to the Northern 
Evidence Hub, and then that'll bring us on to the Northern Evidence Academic Forum and what that is. Yep, of course. Um, so the, the Northern Evidence Hub, um, I guess, was the the first project I got set on on my first day at TFN, which was uh, yeah, nearly a year and a half ago now, which has, has flown by. Um, but I, um, I guess TFN had, had sort of identified a, an inefficiency in the way that evidence and information is is uh, commissioned and undertaken, uh, particularly within the north, um, but across the country really um we found that for, for, through speaking to partners uh, they were often just not aware of what other partners were doing um and that that sort of really spreads across um you know our, our partners in central government uh, local government and, and in academia as well which um yeah we're going to come on to but um the, the northern evidence hub was was our response to that really um we we decided to to, to pull together a long list of of resources um and then sort of whittled that down to to the the most relevant um pieces uh and we've then uploaded them to the the other hub which is um a platform online um where we have the full document um and a two-page summary as well which is kind of you know it acts a lot like a an executive summary i suppose but um some of them can be quite long as well we found um so we, we really just tried to cut it down uh to to the key details uh key figures uh where where, where relevant i suppose um just to to distill that information and make it as easy to digest as, as possible because we know that a lot of our partners simply don't have the time to to stay on top of uh, the resources that, that come out so this is very much about understanding what evidence is out there and actually bringing it together and making it more accessible um, so that those involved in transport planning aren't kind of, you know, having to go and scrabble around in loads of different places. They don't know what's what's there. They can more sort of easily and effectively get their hands on this evidence. So that's a real um, a really important task for TFN and again, another one of those areas where uh, we really demonstrating our uniqueness and our essential role um, in supporting transport planning activities across the north. Um, Tom Jarvis, then, why don't you tell us about how the Northern Evidence Academic Forum came about? Uh, this uh, forum was also part of uh, our efforts to expand connections between policy work and our research work within the team and academia. Um, as with the evidence hub, we noticed that there's almost an infinite amount of evidence around there, around some of our key themes. For example, if you look at um, evidence on links between transport and labour market dynamics, there's a huge amount of publications um, from academics in the UK and from uh, universities across the world on themes like this. And, and both for ourselves and, and for our partners and others, it can be somewhat difficult to keep track of what are the key developments in this evidence base. And we wanted to use the academic forum as a way of academics communicating and sharing with us the key developments in the fields that they are experts in um, to highlight new key pieces of evidence that we should be engaging with directly and also to highlight where certain fields of research are going and what the what the future looks like across uh, some of our key research themes. 
so again very much about bringing evidence analysis insight experience and the people um together into one um well in, in, into one forum into one one place so that we can really start to drive forward on that joined up collaborative approach based on evidence based on exactly what's happening on the ground and um, talk to us a little bit then about the main policy areas and um, that we're covering with with this area of work and how transport investment impacts on these and and, and vice versa i think um firstly population health is uh, a major theme and there's quite a few areas of connection between what the transport system looks like and health uh, one of the most directs of these and one where there's perhaps the most evidence is on the impacts of air air pollution and noise pollution on the health and well-being of the population that could be physical health and mental health but alongside that there's an increasing evidence base on how transport and the nature of the built environment shapes levels of physical activity and the levels of activity that people are uh, undertaking in their day-to-day -day lives and you see that long term that has itself a very direct impact uh, on the health and well-being of the population and the more we can understand that the more and the better we can uh, design transport interventions that uh, enable physical activity or at least don't act as a, a barrier to physical activity and through that improve the health of the population um, alongside that we have deprivation poverty and social exclusion um, and, and there's again a, a number of areas in which the, the nature of the transport system can interact with people's ability to participate fully in society. Um, so transport really, as, as people see in their everyday lives, really relates to every aspect of your uh, access to key services, uh, your access to employment, potentially your access to education and being unable to access transport in in the way that that you feel comfortable with in the way that's affordable to you in the way that's convenient to you um, in a way that you're uh, not at risk of encountering um, crime or anything else uh, un unpleasant like that can be very important to participating in society in a in a, in a full and meaningful manner Thomas Newton, uh, what about from sort of your area in in, in more your more uh, kind of the economic side? So how does how does those that policy um, around the economy um, and transport how do they link link up and what what's the activities with the with the hub and the forum around around those areas of work? Um, so from the economic side, um, one of the things we're we're primarily interested in is uh, labour market dynamics. Um, and that that really goes back to to the work that was set out in the uh, Northern Powerhouse Independent Economic Review uh, in 2016, um, which which uh, formalised uh, a deliberately ambitious vision for uh, the transformation of the North's economic performance. Um, where we, I, I, I guess we we we, we set uh, ambitious targets uh, for for productivity uh, and employment uh, growth within the North from from the present day as it as it was in 2016 to out to, to 2050 uh, and these uh really rely on structural changes uh in the economy um which, which we uh i guess uh support support um and enable through through our prime and enabling capabilities 
thing is, um, you know, we talk about this uh, this a lot. It's been one of the buzz phrases of the the past year or so. Uh, leveling up and, and and building back better again. This wealth of evidence, particularly around economic inequalities and growth potential for our um, local economies. Um, super important to be able to say, look, here's this stack of evidence. It's it's available. You can access it. You can use it to, um, you know, input into your plans. And I guess as well, this isn't just for um, for transport. You know, when we're working with our um, our partners and other organisations as well, you know, once they're aware that this evidence is available, um, it doesn't just have to feed into their 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 transport plans. You know, it can feed in. Uh, much wider to other areas of work as well. Um, I also wanted to touch on um, some um, upcoming and ongoing research just briefly. So there's one piece around um, tourism and the visitor economy um, and the other one around um, social exclusion. You want to just give us the um, a quick overview of those two pieces of work? Sure. The piece of research on transport-related social exclusion really reacts to the lack of a clear and consistent evidence base on that link between the nature of the transport system and people's participation in society across the north of England. Uh, many of our partners and other organisations have a clear picture of what that link looks like within their own areas, perhaps within their own city region or within their own local authority area. But what we're lacking is an evidence base for the north of England as a whole um, on the nature of transport-related social exclusion, on the extent of it and how it affects different groups of the population and different area types. And that's what we're going to develop through this research commission. Uh, we've commissioned Social Research Associates and Temple to conduct a survey with members of the public and with key stakeholders and also to conduct some secondary data analysis. And that's going to use some of the excellent outputs that we have from TFN's analytical framework and uh, a range of national statistics and other data sets. And through that combination, we'll be able to say what this link looks like across the north, who it affects and what the solutions to it can be. And uh, the other area of research that I know uh, is coming up around uh, tourism and the visitor economy. Now, um, the big old C word, which we've not mentioned yet, COVID-19, obviously um, put a stop to uh, recreational travel for the best part of the past 12 months. But the North has um, a really strong tourism and uh, visitor sector. We have, you know, the beautiful um, Lake District and other natural areas. We have fantastic cities, if that's your thing for a UK break. Um, so obviously we're going to need to um, build back better, encourage people to, to come to these places. Once again, Tom's laughing at me because I got the buzz phrase in there. I think that's the gold star for me. Um, yeah, so tell us about the uh, the tourism and visitor economy research. This piece of research is uh, aimed to identify the significance and the role of the visitor economy at a pan-northern level uh, in a similar way that we have with the social exclusion research. It's that evidence gap for the North as a whole that we're looking uh, to fill and to contribute to, to this area of research. Um, we want to expand in particular on the evidence base on the role of transport in um, 
enabling the visitor economy and how the transport system can be adapted and improved to boost this vital sector of the economy. Absolutely, yeah, fantastic, um, really interesting and really um, pertinent and, and very timely uh, piece of research. So uh, yeah, look forward to hearing more about that as that gets going. Um, let's jump back then to um, the NEF, the Northern Evidence Academic Forum. Uh, so the first meeting of the forum took place at the end of February and I know there were some fantastic speakers um, and a lot of really great participation and questions coming through from attendees as well. It was really great to see uh, such strong interest in it um, and people obviously uh, really engaging in this, which again just goes to show that it's so needed. So give us a little overview um, of that first meeting if you can. Uh, the first forum was held on the 24th of February. We uh, were joined by over 100 academics, researchers and TFN colleagues, uh, including from universities across the UK. Um, and we really wanted this to be a space where we can set out the themes that we're interested in as, as an economics and research team and as TFN um, to highlight some of the research that we're going to be doing uh, in the future but also then to allow the academics to highlight their areas of expertise, um, to comment on some key policy agendas, and also to discuss projects in the early stages of development. So for example, we had a presentation from uh, Dr. Will Cook at Manchester Metropolitan University, who was setting out an upcoming research project on the links between rail noise and children's education outcomes. This is we discussed a project that's at a relatively early stage of development and was using the academic forum as a way of highlighting the ideas and the basis for this project and got some input into how that could be expanded and refined. So in the introductory session, we had Tim Foster, TFN's Interim Strategy Director, and Emma Rosalek, who's a Senior Evidence and Analysis Officer, discussing how TFN uses and engages research in our work and the couple of uh, ongoing research projects on the visitor economy and on transport related sense of exclusion, which I mentioned earlier. Following from that, we had a presentation from Jack Snape, who's the analysis manager in the TFN's TAME team, and he was discussing the significant modelling effort which TFN's undertaking to understand road and rail demand, to understand land use, and to understand carbon, among others. And there was really a significant amount of interest uh, in that from, from participants and a lot of engagement and questions around that. Following this, we had uh, Professor Philip McCann from the University of Sheffield, who used his presentation to discuss some of his own experiences in engaging with TFN as an academic, but also really to highlight some of the key need for further collaboration between academia and policy. Uh, in his presentation, he highlighted how the combined challenges or the combined context that's provided by the COVID-19 pandemic and also by uh, UK's exit from the European Union alongside the significance of themes of levelling up and of, uh, of devolution really make this a key time for policymakers to understand um, the wealth of expertise that is out there in, in academia and also for academics to collaborate with each other across their normal disciplines and areas of expertise. 
We also had a presentation from Professor Greg Marsden at uh, ITS Leeds, who discussed the scale of changes and transformation that's required for the UK to achieve its ambitions on uh, reducing carbon emissions from transport and in other sectors. Uh, his presentation particularly highlighted the need to consider societal readiness and the capacity of communities to adapt to low carbon technologies and really the need to develop decarbonisations that acknowledge context and place and the needs of communities. It sounds like I mean I, I was I was there for uh, for for most of it um, and it was yeah a very well attended uh, first events that was fantastic to see and as you say so many um great people talking about their work their research this research is kind of like you know over here somewhere and it's all kind of you know evidence and very heavy and and, and data and numbers and all the rest of it but actually uh once you kind of sit down and digest it or you know um talk to people like yourselves about it it soon becomes quite clear um why that's so important and how it really does matter um, to have that wealth of evidence when we're we're planning transport, we're planning our um, cities and town and all these other things as well. So uh, it's fantastic that uh, the the launch went um, so well, and of course it was all it was all virtual. Um, hopefully a future one will all be back together um, in person. So when. Um, Thomas Newton, do you want to tell us then a little bit about um, what's going to be coming up at the next meeting, when that is, um, and just give us a little bit of an insight into how people um, could get involved, academics, policymakers, what should they do if they want to um, attend or even bring uh, bring their research to the table? So we're currently just pulling together uh, a list of speakers for the uh, upcoming event on the 12th of May, um, which will be in the slot of... Uh, 12 o'clock till till 2 p.m. Um, and our, our um, I guess our, our key area of interest for the next meeting is regional transport connectivity um, and, and and how that links into the regional economy uh, and how they uh, partner each other. If you are currently working uh, on any research in that space, then, then please feel free to get in touch. Um, we have a, a shared email inbox uh, at research at transportforthenorth.com. Um, and we're more than happy to um, li listen to any sort of uh, research proposals uh, from any stage of, of research, really. So it, whether it's, um, I guess, you know, really early scoping stage, um, halfway through your, your research or, or presenting results, um, we're really happy to, to take on uh, and anything that you're willing to present, really. <laughs> Fantastic. So uh, it, it's great to know that the, the next event is already uh, is already planned in and I'm sure there'll be um, another suite of fantastic speakers. So, um, yeah, I very much look forward to uh, to getting involved in that and finding out uh, what's going on in uh, in the research world. Um, Tom and Tom, thank you so much for joining me today. It has been uh, super interesting and really great to hear from um, a couple of our TFN colleagues, uh, like I say, particularly on uh, this research and this 
absolute wealth of evidence because I think people sometimes um, just just don't realise uh, how much data and how much information and insight that that there is out there and that we're working with to, to feed into um, our policies and our strategic plans um, and actually how important it is uh, for, for organisations like Transport for the North to be the ones driving forward this, um, this aspect of collaboration and sharing. So I think it's um, super great that you both um, and the rest of the team are, are really driving this forward. So thank you both so much. Um, for anybody uh, who does want to get in touch um, in this area, um, as Thomas said, there's an email address, research at transportforthenorth at transportforthenorth.com. If you want to drop the team a line about your ongoing work or you want to find out about the Northern Evidence Hub or the Academic Forum, um, then please do drop them an email um, and make sure that you are signed up for our All Points North weekly email newsletter. You do that by heading to the little box at the bottom of the Transport for the North uh, website homepage uh, because we will be promoting uh, the event and, and latest research in there as well. So you will get an invite through that and all the details details to the to the next meeting and of course we're on social media as well so for the very very latest news uh, your best bet is Twitter for all the upcoming uh, reaction activities uh, latest news and events and we are also on Facebook and LinkedIn and Instagram and I know LinkedIn is a particularly good place um, for for you both and, and for the team because again there's so many conversations going on over on LinkedIn about latest areas of, of activity and research so um, again uh, do um, do head over to, to LinkedIn look us up and um, look up Tom Jarvis and Thomas Newton and I'm sure they will uh, I'm sure they'll be delighted to hear from you thanks both again thank you to all the listeners uh, we'll be back again very soon um, as I say we will be coming back to our member interviews just as soon as local elections are over so hopefully from about the middle of uh, May we'll be back with those um, but we'll keep on bringing you some uh, news and interviews from within TFN in the meantime as well which I hope you will find just as interesting uh, take care everybody and we'll see you very soon thanks for listening to the transport for the north podcast don't forget you can subscribe on spotify and soundcloud so you never miss an episode you can find us on twitter linkedin and facebook for all our latest updates and join us on our website where you can find all the latest news and sign up to our all points north newsletter